0: Hey there, friend. Chances are, if you're listening to the Inventory Genius Podcast, it's because, well, you really want to become an inventory genius. If that's you, then let's stop just listening. Let's stop just collecting information. Let's start doing. I want to invite you to grab your copy of the Inventory Genius book. I wrote this book with you in mind. It delivers bite sized actionable steps that will help you use your inventory to create more profit and keep more cash in your business. This is a really easy to read book. In fact, I designed it specifically for the busy inventory based business owner. It only takes about two hours to make your way through, and you're gonna leave with practical bite sized steps so you can start implementing the principles of the Inventory Genius Method immediately. Head on over to Sierrastockland.com where you can grab your ebook, your Audible version, or the printed copy. Enjoy. Hey friend, welcome to the Inventory Genius Podcast, where we work together here to make you an inventory genius. We talk about profit, we talk about cash flow, and we definitely talk about your paycheck. Because at the end of the day, it's all related to your inventory. Let's go. Well, hello everyone and welcome to the Inventory Genius podcast. I'm your host, Sierra, and every time I jump on this podcast and I look at the camera, I remember that I need to straighten up my bookshelves. So <laughs> I don't know if any of you ever watch this on YouTube. Just a little plug there. If you'd ever like to see the videos, they're all on YouTube. I'm thinking nobody watches it on YouTube, but hey, um, if you do never you'll know. see that, you know, for the last, I don't know, month. I, my bookshelf's been out of order and every time, and then I get done with the episode and I forget, but here we are again. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> it's so not that I, bad, actually. Oh, I know. I just like, I have these extra books because I give books to my clients all the time. Yeah. Um, and I buy extras and I'm running out of bookshelf space because my own book collection is broadening yeah. and then I have books for clients. And nobody can see this, but on the other side of my computer, I have a whole nother bookshelf I just bought and it's almost full. Like your are my your reader too. Yeah, Yeah. all of them are over here. Oh my goodness. So if you're wondering who's talking to me, it's Emily. She (laughs) is here on the podcast. We're doing a series of interviews. Um, We have some great collaborations here over in Inventory Genius World and I've been looking for a long time, just for really good vendor partners, people that I trust to send clients to. Emily's been the one steady. She's done my socials for years now and I always send people her way. Um, But we're formalizing our relationship a little bit more this year because her business is just taking off and growing. And so I wanted to have her back on the podcast. So that's who's talking. Yes. And that's why we're so casual here because yeah. we know each other, we're friends. Yeah. So yes, it's no awesome. strangers. No strangers. Okay, so Emily- Tell us a little bit about you, starting with the fact that you are a new mom. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm
1: a new mom. And I just told Sierra that I look like this because I haven't gotten ready for over three months. (laughs) So it was yeah, getting ready was its own self care today. Yeah. Um, But it is yeah you know i'm a social media manager virtual assistant helping basically everyone make social media less stressful because if that's not your cup of tea it's going to be stressful. And now that I am a new mom it's kind of one of those things i'm like oh I get it even more like having somebody take over you know something, whether that be accounting bookkeeping. And coaching too, just to help with the mental load of it. Like when you are yeah. a mom, it helps a lot. Like there's just an extra added layer. So I feel like now being a mom, it's kind of made me realize how valuable
0: service-based yes, businesses to have are too. In that sense, on your team. Yeah, yeah. Take over. Yeah. Some stuff. So you you love social media, which <laughs> yes. you know we a lot of us that hire you. I wouldn't say we hate it. That's a pretty strong word. But sometimes we don't find joy in it like you do or we get really overwhelmed. Yeah. So before we talk about what's coming down the pipe and what we need to pay attention to in 2024, tell us why working with someone like you can help put the joy back in like just doing the things we love in our business.
1: Yeah, well, it's because then you're not, your time isn't being sucked by something you don't enjoy. And if you're also doing a bunch of stuff that you don't enjoy I mean, I find myself tend to be more irritated, be more frustrated, and then that kind of bubbles over into everything that even the stuff that you do like to do, you just don't have as much of a fuse or you don't, you know, have as much mental capacity to do the other things that you either like to do or that are more income generating for your business. Yeah. So I feel like it really helps, you know, lighten the mental load of it mostly, which again, then can help you, I feel like you just achieve more when you kind of have that lightened load a little bit, because I know for me when I, when I first started and I kind of tried to do everything for my business, even the things that I wasn't good at, like the bookkeeping. Yeah. Um, I would, I would find myself like not even enjoying the, the social media part of my business anymore because I was just so sure. irritated, so frustrated of like, oh, I got to work on my business. Like, and after this, I have to plug in all my expenses. Oh, you know, yeah. it just takes kind of the fun out of everything when you have to do the things you don't enjoy. Um, so, yeah, I think that's also a good lesson, too, is that even people like us, like we are, you know, independent con or well, you aren't necessarily, but independent contractors and stuff we help lighten the load, but also we do the same things. We hire people out that we do need help
0: for too, you know? So
1: we're not just talking the talk. We kind of do it too. So.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's something that I, when I did this round of business life, I decided I'm going to really work in my zone of genius. I'm going to do what I do really, really well and let other people do what they do well. And so really all I do is coach. That's all I do. Yeah. Which makes me an expert coach because I live mm-hmm. in that space. So I research coaching. I coach all day long. Um, and I let you handle my social. I let you handle all of the, mm-hmm. the tech and all of those pieces. I have someone that does my bookkeeping now. I have people yeah. that help with the onboarding. Morgan, who you and I both know on my team, yep. does all the tech. And so yep. I can just live in the coaching space. So I love that. Yeah. So I good. Agree. Okay. So Social media is overwhelming. In fact, mm-hmm. I, you know, you know me because you have worked with me forever. Mm-hmm. I almost texted you because I was listening to a podcast last night and they were talking about Rumble, and I'm like, wait, what's Rumble? Do I need to be on Rumble? Mm-hmm. So I looked it up and I was like, no, I don't need to be on Rumble. But I mean, there's always something. Emily, mm-hmm. there's Instagram, Twitter, Rumble, YouTube, TikTok, I mean, mm-hmm. Facebook, all the things. Tell us what we need to cons. Like, what? How do we even decide? Like, what do we do? Well, speaking of
1: zone of genius, I feel like you can kind of relay that into this situation too, like focus on the platforms that your people are, that you're, that will be worth your time too. Because if, for you example, like threads, Twitter, like all these ones that are just kind of like extra, yeah. they aren't really gonna be good for most niches or businesses, but if you're thinking of your own, like yours, the, It's not going to perform well. It's not going to give you what you're wanting, right? Which is engagement, connections, sales, lead generations. So essentially thinking about, okay, where are my people going to be? That's where I want to spend my time. That's where I want to, you know, make sure I'm showing up consistently, doing the strategies or hiring somebody to do them for me. And again, if you're in that spot where you are hiring somebody and you're thinking, because I get this a lot too, people will email me and they're like, well, I don't really know where should I post on? Yeah. You know, I, again, will say the same thing where are your people at, like, I don't want you to spend money on having me post on platforms that aren't going to get you anything. Right. I'd rather you pay me more money for me to do other things on those platforms that are going to get you stuff. Yes. So, to go
0: deeper rather than wider.
1: Yes. Yes. Because yes. I think for a while, we all thought wider is better, right? We want to be on every single thing. But when you really think about it, your people are going to be on certain things, they're not going to be on everything. So you really want to focus on where they're going to be, again, because that's where you're going to get all the things you want. So it's going to, and that also is going to help too, you're going to spend money wisely, right? It's going to be a lot more intentional. um, But then you're also going to get a lot better of a return on investment too, because if you're posting on these things into the void, and you're not getting anything back. That's not fun.
0: (laughs) No, and then we get frustrated, and then we let go of our help, which it could have been that the people helping us were not the problem. It was just too much trying to do too much. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, and on too many platforms. (laughs) Yes.
0: Yes. So 2024, what are the trends? What are some things you recently wrote an article? Yeah, we have a fantastic new newsletter. If you guys have not signed up yet, go to my website, Sierra you can sign up for the newsletter, it comes mm-hmm. out once a month. And this is easy to read, easy to digest things like tips for 2024 social media. Yeah. Um, so Emily, what did you write? What did you tell us we need to pay attention to? So
1: I actually feel like this year of social media is going to be one of the best years yet because I think we're all realizing. The main goal here is connections and that social media can be social and it should be social, you know, I think for a long time we kind of all got I don't know we all got distracted by all these other things um, and we kind of forgotten that these are people like on these other other side of these screens is other people that we can connect with right yeah um and we can connect with them and we can sell to them right but we can connect with them too we don't have to always be selling we don't have to be um doing it in such an unattached way so that's kind of yeah. exciting this year um they're really kind of pushing things like product placement so you see influencers a lot now not necessarily you know before it used to be look at this greens that you know like i'm promoting very very blatantly and now it's more of here's a day in the life they don't even mention it they're just like going through the day in their life they drink these greens and then somebody all these people ask in the comments what greens are you drinking what greens are those do you seem to like those you know so it's a very a very off-handed way of promoting something. But to me, it also does feel a little bit more genuine when you're seeing these people just using it in their day-to-day life instead of blatantly showing the camera (laughs) here. This is this thing that I was obviously paid to do. So I think that's kind of helpful. And, you know, it might not even necessarily be that these influencers aren't getting paid to do the same thing, sell it, but it's just a lot more of a genuine way. You get to see them using it. You get to see, especially consistently. A lot of the times you'll see the same product in a lot of their videos, which again, also sure. then kind of gives them a, a good, you know, trustworthy
0: too of like, okay, well they've
1: used it multiple times. And then the um, consumer
0: becomes curious. Yeah. Instead of, oh, they're trying to sell me something again. Yeah, like, exactly. what
1: is that? I wanna know what so, that is. Yeah, so basically you don't even have to do, the influencers don't have to do as much of the work anymore either. They can just yeah. wait for the comments to come in and then say, this is where you find it, which again, I just think is a lot more, genuine, but I again it kind of shows that connection part two, but not even just with um, you know, like product placement or influencers connections too, in the sense that. On your own platforms like as a business obviously people know you're going to be selling them things. But they really kind of want to focus too on the connection part of let's not always be selling or if we are selling you know, can we do it in a more creative way, can we do it in a way that again, isn't so blatant of buy my stuff. You know, can we kind of go around around the bush a little bit with it Um, or even just again doing like if you're a business owner doing a blog of a day in the life, even though you're not necessarily, you know, selling them a direct product, they're watching the video. They're getting to see who you are. They see that you're in a store working in a store. Then they're like, oh, what store is this? Oh, that's a cute top. You know, like we can sell in a much more fun way. And in a way, again, that promotes kind of that connection that's way more genuine than it, I feel like it used to be. Because for a while there, it was very, very blatant selling. And again, yeah. businesses obviously have to sell, right? We, we have to make money. But I think right now, if we can focus on the connection more of I mean, obviously, I know it's important to sell things and make money. And I know that's way up at the top. But I think if we can have that connection or engagement right up there with it. I think you're going to see a lot better of results and I also think you're going to see a lot more loyal of customers too. Because yeah. if you kind of build that connection, they're going to be a lot less likely to leave you, shop somewhere else, use a service from somebody else. Um so that's kind of exciting that there's Yeah, I
0: just I recently followed a gal. I saved her stuff cuz I was like, "How could I do this just because it would be really fun for my audience on my mm-hmm. page?" She just gets dressed like she styles mm-hmm. herself but she doesn't say a word. Yeah. She just styles herself and it's literally, I don't know, 60 seconds. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I want to look like her. I love what she puts together. It's so cute. And I was like, does she sell this? Like that's super yeah. cute. And she does, so, you know, you can go to her links and things, mm-hmm. but there's no prices in the words. There's not even it's just like how to style, how to wear three colors only or whatever she says. Yeah. Um, but now I want I follow her because I want I like her fashion style. And I'm mm-hmm. guessing eventually I'll be like, I want to buy that. So I'll I'll yeah. purchase it, right? So it makes it much more engaging than the old style of the flat lay. And this is $19 yeah. and this is $49. Yeah. Like yeah. having the
1: prices in the captions too. And yeah. it's so much less in your face, which I yes. just, I think it's really refreshing too. And it also, one thing I was thinking about today when I was thinking about what we should talk about with the newsletter is, I think another thing is we're kind of moving into this space where people are shopping a lot online. And again, it used to be so blatant and so they're just, I didn't really feel like there was much of a connection. You were basically looking at these pictures and you're- very
0: transactional.
1: Yes, very transactional. Where, so what we're missing is that connection. And where do we usually get those connections? When we're shopping in brick and mortars, when we're shopping yeah. in store. And we say, oh so, my goodness, you're so cute. Do you have yeah. that in the
0: store? I'd yeah. love to hear that.
1: Or what brought you in today? Yes. Or, oh, you should try these on, like, you know, this color would look great on you. Just kind of taking those extra things, and but sprinkling them into this online world too. And I think if we can do that, I think we're all gonna realize how much more we can sell but then again, like how much more loyal our customers are going to be? Because when it was so transactional, I feel like the competition—it was like so easy. Like it was either who yeah. had the best price, who you know sh- showed up on my feed, and who posted you know the most. Yeah, yeah. It just wasn't. There was no loyalty and there was no connection. But now that we have that, I think again we're just going to see how much more of that connection makes a really big impact on our
0: sales. So good. Okay. So that's the first trend for 2024. Yeah. Just really building relationships
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, you know, going kind of going back to what I've been preaching for years, what problem are we solving? Not what product are we selling? So mm-hmm. you all sell things, you all sell stuff, you all yes. have inventory. But with that inventory, what problem do you solve for people? Do you yeah. help them get dressed in a way they don't understand fashion? Do you help mm-hmm. them find that unique piece of jewelry? Are you a gift you know, creator? Mm-hmm. So what problem are you solving? And then with that solution, you start having conversations on your social. So that's our first yeah. trend. What else? So another one is that storytelling
1: is not linear. And I think this kind of does kind of weave into the connection part that like, to keep them engaged, how do we keep people engaged? So, so much of the time we were seeing people tell stories, A, B, C, and now it's kind of like the first screen you'll see is somebody saying, you know, I made $10,000 this month. Well, that's kind of like the end of the story. How did you get there? And if somebody, you know, that's gonna intrigue a lot of people to stick around and either watch the whole video, read the caption, go to your profile. So kind of figuring out how to be creative in our hooks and how we talk to our customers, Um, that's going to be obviously a lot bigger of a thing this year. And I'm already seeing it. Every time I go on the explore page, I'm seeing, you know, that first shot on a carousel or the first thing you read on a reel. It's always something that's that's again, not a it not point A of the story. It's like in the middle or the end. And you're like, wait, how did we get there? What did I miss? Yeah. Yeah, well, and it's kind of FOMO. It's like, what did I miss? I feel like there's a bigger story here. Um, and again, that's going to just create a lot more engagement. But again, that creates then the connection too, because now I'm going onto your profile, I'm reading more into the story, and then when you kind of read more of a person's story or, you know, things like that, then obviously you're going to feel a lot more connected to them. And again, I just feel like it brings us back to the brick and mortar thing too. Of I, when you're in a brick and mortar too, I, you know, you talk to the owners, and you're kind of like, so how did you get here, like? right you know it's again similar conversation of that of you're you're hearing all the things instead of just here's my shirt to buy you know it's
0: yeah
1: so again and kind of on with the connection thing but just also being a little bit more creative in how we tell stories and how we can interact and engage with our people online
0: yeah so when that trend first started where it was like well i have a reel out there you guys should all go look at it Mm because Emily did it for me and it's good. Um, but I say the number one thing when I tell my clients, they all cringe when I tell them yeah. this or something like that, right? And people all of us want to know one. like, whoa, what, what is she telling her clients that makes them yeah. cringe? Yeah. So when that trend came out where people would say something like that, I was like, I'm not doing that because I just think that's rude to make people have to go and read all the things. Yeah. And then I found myself going and reading all the things. Like I'd see real, I'm like, what is this? What is this? Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, it's because- we can grab someone's attention and if they're interested in what we have to say there's nothing rude or sneaky about that it's just saying hey you like I'm calling out I heard this example once which I thought was great you're in the middle of a room and there's let's say 500 women and everyone's wearing you know the same color if you hear your name Sierra you you know if I hear my name I instantly turn around right Mm -hmm. if I hear mom I would turn around because I'm a mom but it gets farther and farther removed as it's more and more general. And mm-hmm. so I think the same thing with our social, when we ask those little questions or we give the end of the yeah. story, it's like pinpointing, it's calling someone's name. If that story makes sense to them, mm-hmm. they're going to look and say, what is oh. she saying? I want to hear more yeah. about it. And there's nothing, nothing sneaky or tricky about that. It's just cutting through the noise of all yeah. the people scrolling. Yep. Does that make it's, sense?
1: It is cutting through the noise. And I think, you know, where you were coming from a, uh, I don't want to be sneaky or whatever. I think there are ways you can do that where people use clickbait and then they say, yeah. you know, like this makes my clients cringe every time and then they say something that's completely bogus, like yeah. You know, that's like that isn't really that big of a deal or they're like find out in my $100 course. Yes. That okay, I don't. Well, do that. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I think again, it's, which is good because I do feel like before that's how it was when there was big hooks like that.
0: It was, which is probably why I was suspicious because as a customer that had happened to me. We've seen that before.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So again, I think that's where it's really nice too, where now we're kind of giving, it's not necessarily free information because yeah you can tell them what made them cringe and you might tell them that if they're a paying client but there's just so much more to the story which we all know that too and there's other ways that we promote that as well of okay here's one piece of advice if you want more you know look in the book whatever but we're not yeah being sneaky about it or anything like that um but i think when you said you know cut through the noise that's a really good way to put it is we're just trying to there's so much out there we're just trying to figure out how can we reach the right people and how can we get them to notice us right when there's so many people um and i think when we get to that point too that's where this connection thing comes into play so once we've gotten them to stop once we've gotten them to you know look at us or you know look at more of our profile how can we get them to stay how can we get them you know to do all these other things and i think that's where again all these all these strategies kind of come into play and that's Again, where we have to make sure that we're kind of doing all of them so that yes, we can get them to stop, but can we get them to stay? And we can't get them to stay if they don't stop, you know? So there's all these, yeah, all these things. But I think that all these new trends this year are going to be really helpful with that. And I also think all these trends are so much more natural to all of us, right? So it's a lot more natural of us to just use these products that we're already using in a video, it's natural yeah. of us to share information and like call out to those people. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's honestly gonna make it a lot easier for people to sell without selling and be more creative with it. I love it. Okay,
0: anything else?
1: Yes, a couple more. So the big one though is AI, right? We've seen all the things about AI, like chat GP prompts or um, like, there's this thing called BARD that Google came out with. That's basically like chat prompts or AI. every single app that I'm using right now, like I've used the software um, later for scheduling my posts before. I've now found this new one called Flick and every single one of them has the AI assistant. Canva does. I mean, it's insane. All of these apps that we've been using now has AI and it's honestly freakishly cool and can be very, very helpful. But that's again, where we can, you know, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, it's too good to be true. What's, what's kind There's of the, the thing hook. here
0: yeah. yeah
1: and obviously there is some but and we have to realize now that we're going into this place of being you know focused on the connection part of it well what happens if we use ai to write all of our captions all of our blog posts um even direct messages all of our uh Static posts or graphics that we make. If we use that, we aren't talking as ourselves, and you can yeah. blatantly tell too. Yeah. If you use it on every single one, um, I saw this one post that I just laughed so hard because it's true. If you use this AI thing, you can tell who's using it when it's like unlock the whatever or yeah. um how oh, there was another saying one too. But essentially, it uses a lot of the same verbiage, which can be great for every handful of posts. Cause I, I even use it for like my Brandikin, um profile. I use it. I would say like for a caption every 10 posts. So sure. just sprinkle them in. It's not so bad. And again, I don't also copy and paste. Like I read through it and I'm like, okay, I would never
0: say that. right right Or
1: I would never phrase it that way. Or I wouldn't even as little as I would not use that emoji. That's just not an emoji I would use. Yeah. It's really important that we're making sure that even though we are using this tool, because it is a tool and it can be really helpful, you also have to make sure that you're not abusing it and that you're not taking away that layer of so we want genuine connection and authentic, yeah. Because yeah, your readers can tell, all your followers can tell when it's not you. They can tell when it's not genuine, and you don't really want to lose, you know, that trust that you have with them. Because if they see yeah. you using that AI all the time, and they're like, "Well, where'd she even go? <laughs> I don't yes. even think she's on on this anymore." So again, it's a tool that can be really helpful. And I do think people should use it, especially if you're crunched on time or you're like, I have no creativity today. It's great to help you with ideas. It's great to help you start to write a caption. Uh, There's so many things it can help you do, but that's just one thing I wanna warn people is that you wanna make sure you're still sounding like you, that you're still authentic um, and that it just makes sense for you. Cause there are times too where I've used it and I'm like, This just doesn't even make sense so it can be easy to just kind of be lazy a little bit because we all know how kind of you know it can be a lot some days yeah that's when i say shut the computer come back another day if you're if you find it better than yeah yeah on everything so i think that's really um important and then another thing with ai is if you're gonna give it prompts to tell you to do something you want to be really specific so that it can help you sound more like you so When you are wanting to use it those times where you're feeling a little drained you're not really creative it's again fine to use this tool but being smart with how we use it and specific too so say act as a social media strategist who is trying to reach small businesses wanting to grow their social media platforms and give me 10 real ideas that include a call to action and a hook like that's very specific instead of saying give me some post ideas yeah yeah okay for who for what what are you trying to do do you want keywords you know so again you're gonna get the better you are at giving it prompts the better the outcome is gonna be but that doesn't always mean it's gonna always be that way either like you still might have to rephrase you still might have to delete some emojis you still might have to include some spaces where it was too big of a chunk of text like you still have to do those little things but again it's gonna come out a lot better than if you were not super specific. So that's something to think yeah. about too. Um, and again, I think it's just important that we take the time to use these tools, but use them correctly so that they are to our advantage, but then also not allowing it to kind of hinder that connection portion of it. Because again, you can tell when it's it's not you, you can tell when it's just not a real person, you can tell when it's very robotic. Yeah.
0: Right.
1: Um, i think they're getting a lot better these days like sometimes the prompt or the things that it's given me i'm like wow that's really good that's something i would say but again it's not always going to be like that and i think we just have to be really careful um, about how we use it when we use it and things like that but ai is huge and i think we're all noticing how much bigger it's getting and it's i think it's only going to get more prominent this year but then i also think we're going to kind of see maybe some issues with it too because i have read up on some things about there's some privacy issues with it because you're giving it so much information it's taking information from your profiles all these things but again what on the internet is not Right, you know, In our well, on the internet is private, right? <laughs> yeah, right. So I don't really know there's that, but then there's also been, you know, claims about plagiarism too, which is kind of crazy. But when you think about it, it's not people on the other end, it's this robot. He, this robot has no idea if it's plagiarizing or if it's taken something why you from have to somebody use your else. best
0: discretion with any yes. tool, you know, yes. don't just go all in without using common sense.
1: But I think that this one is so much harder to do because I found it, myself too I think this one is so much harder to use your common sense because it essentially is doing so much work for you when you are feeling tired exhausted not creative any of those things it can be so easy to just uh whatever like copy and paste
0: yeah you
1: know so I think that's where we might all find a little find it a little hard
0: to be you know. Or you can just stay like me, Emily, and never use AI. Yeah,
1: that's true. <laughs> we, we, we can just,
0: <laughs> or, or I, you can oh, hire somebody to do it for you. That's because, what I will do. Again, yeah. I talked yeah. to this guy. He was phenomenal expert in retail, big box retail. And he was telling me how AI is so important. He's like, you've got to get your retailers. Like it's going to, if they don't, you know, and I was like, okay, all right, Mm. this makes sense. So he sent me a bunch of tools. I spent about five minutes and I, I told my husband, I said, you know what, honey, I think we're on the edge of where. It doesn't really matter for us anymore. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like we're we're yeah. old enough where we're like, we could get by in life now, never doing it. But oh, yeah. anyone underneath me can't, like my kids and stuff yeah. but, you know, you yeah um but it's like how our parents are like uh we'll probably never really use the two we're on the edge that's where I feel like I yeah. am so many of you listening that are like whoa I hate this part of the conversation I, get <laughs> yeah. you. I feel you yes I empathize yeah
1: no it is and it's a yeah. lot even when I first because when I first started seeing other people post about AI I was like oh another thing and yeah. or it's there's so many things with it like you have to be specific you have to rephrase you have to do all these things so sometimes it feels like more work but again i think that's where you hire those people who have done the research who know what they're doing yeah they can use it you know to your best strategy and things like that but um yeah so i think if you are going to dabble with it just be careful and just remember that we want to go in with the mindset of being authentic we want to create connection um and not just copy and paste something not just you know, try to get stuff out there. That's another thing too, with social media. You don't always have to worry about, okay, I have to post 17 times a week. If it's all going to be, you know, not
0: Copy and paste, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Then don't do it. You know, it yeah. almost would be better to post zero times than 17 times and it's not authentic or creative or anything like that. So that's, yeah which i think is great that we're moving into this spot because for a long time there was i mean can people remember all of these you know instagram profiles that were like of it didn't even show people's faces it was just showing yeah. like random photos or they would even like take stock photos and it's it was like there wasn't a real person on the other end it was just this yeah. inspiration board essentially like those are all fun and fine i mean specifically i think it's better on pinterest because you know that's yeah. what you're doing um, but I just feel like I'm so glad that we're kind of moving into this space where it's not going to be like that anymore. And yeah, you're not really going to be rewarded for that type of work either. We're now being rewarded for being genuine and authentic and putting a little bit of our own spin on it, which is kind of exciting and not always yeah. also not always being transactional. Like let's kind of dive deeper. And again, with you talking about that, um, account you followed of like three ways, I mean, We'll just I don't know that she did this, but you know, like three ways to style this top or three ways to, you know, pick colors that you're not comfortable with. Things like that. Like that yeah. is a way to sell without selling. Like let's be creative. Let's help. Let's solve a problem. But and if solving that problem also sells something, that's great. Like yeah. I think yeah. it's I think it's a really good place that we're moving into. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited. And it makes yeah. it a lot more fun too, as a social media person to Kind of bring this social back into social media which is something i've said like the last year and i'm kind of glad that i don't know the universe is listening maybe
0: yes let's make social <laughs> social yeah well i want to um kind of close out our conversation today with that story that i messaged you about i was in rhode yeah. island last week visiting a client yeah and so she's been a client for several years and then i had a i happened to have a brand new client just starting with me also in rhode island and so I connected with my older client and I said, Hey, I'm going to be in Rhode Island. I mean, I, you guys that listening know, this is really important to me and the way that I run my business. I mm-hmm. love face-to-face and I want to get in your business. I want to see it. I want to understand. You've always done the connection thing. I love it. I just, yeah. I recently, um, my financial advisor that helps me with strategy and stuff. He was like, do we have to keep doing these in person? Cause it costs <laughs> me a lot of money to fly-, mm. I fly around the country, you know, and I get a hotel room and I, rent yeah. and I said, yep non-negotiable, non-negotiable. Like this is part of me. It's part of my business. It's how I, I feel I can make the best impact. So yeah, I was going to visit my new client and I messaged my older client and said, Hey, I'm going to be in the neighborhood. Can I come see you? And so I got to stop by her store next day. So that was the first night. The next day I was working all day with my new client. So I didn't check Instagram. I checked it later on and I had a DM that was like, Oh my goodness. Are you in Rhode Island? I just read your book. And yeah. I was like, what is going on? That is what social media is for. Yeah. So this gal had read my book. I don't know her. Read my book. Yeah. Watches me. You don't know who's watching you. Yeah. They're silent watchers. Yep. Yeah. Yep. She watches my stories, obviously. saw. She's probably listening today. Yeah. Um, but she saw my story that I was there. And she used she used social media the right way too. I reached out and said, Hey, and she's like, I know this is a big ask. Would you ever be willing to come to my store? So I looked, I wasn't able to because of scheduling. It was too late in the day, but otherwise I for sure would have run over. Yeah. But I was like, Emily, I messaged you. I'm like, this is what social media is created for. It's to connect us. And I think when we sell products specifically, we Mm -hmm. lose sight of that. Yeah. We want sales. We want money. We have to pay our bills. It's the grind. It's the hustle. And we keep shoving stuff in front of people's faces and forgetting that it's about the relationship. Mm -hmm. And now, of course, when she's ready, she knows where I am. She'll hire me when she's ready. I don't have to shove a product to her face. I can just show her what I do in real life with people. And when she's ready, she'll come. And so I just wanted to remind people that are listening that it seems like the long game to do it that way, doesn't Mm -hmm. it? Is that why we get- It does. Yeah.
1: Well, and that's why even a lot of- potential clients who come to me their first thing out of their mouth is I want to increase my sales by 10%. And I'm like, okay, well, there's a deeper issue here too. Like if you're not, you know, if you're not getting a lot of engagement, you know, there might be some other issues that we need to focus on before we can get there. And it is a long game. I tell potential clients that too, I say full discretion your sales, you're not going to probably get a lot of sales right away because we're kind of starting from scratch or we're pivoting or we're doing all these things. Yeah. Yeah. And it might feel like we're not getting anywhere, but each little stepping stone we're doing of whether, whether it be replying to all the comments, that's one thing. A lot of businesses don't reply to comments that aren't about sales, which is bonkers to me, but yeah, yeah. Right. But that's one level. Like It might feel like oh just one other thing we have to do but again if you're hiring somebody that's something that they can do we just need to focus on like all those little stepping stones of that can make us sales but might not feel you know it's it's a delayed gratification essentially is what it is is. yeah but i think it's so much worth it because how much more loyal again even with that story like if you even though you didn't go there the fact that you said that you would have Or that you thought about it, you looked at your schedule, that person is gonna be a lot more loyal to you than somebody who does not, you know, give an answer the
0: DM. Have you okay? Yeah, let me ask you this total DM here, but like this, I bet this bugs you too. Have -hmm. you seen before where people are like, don't DM me, I don't check my DMs? And they put that in their bio. I don't, I don't, I don't get that. It gives me the ick. <laughs> that's an ick, yeah. I'm like, because if you don't, I under, so time management is real, right? And I'm really cautious with my time too, but you can always hire that help. Or yes. even use an AI. I mean, that's an old fashioned yeah. AI tool where you have an auto respond. Yeah. Yeah. So I do that on on one of my Facebook pages. I just say, yep. hey, I don't check this very often. So auto response, I don't check this, but yep. please email me please, and yes. I will answer you. Yes. You know, but I would that's never say, difference. don't contact no. me.
1: But then, and then, but then if they say that, then part of me is like, then where are you getting.
0: Where am I going to talk to you? How do yeah. I find out?
1: Yeah. If and, and especially if they're not giving you another option, like for yeah. you saying, okay, I don't check this, but here's my email and I do. So please do talk to me.
0: Yeah. So if
1: you're not giving another option again, that's a good way of, we are not doing that anymore. This, right. In 2024, it's all about connection. It's all about authenticity. And I think which is honestly surprising to me for how technical we're getting. I'm surprised that we're kind of going into that. But again, I think we're, we've are we kind of learned that being just transactional isn't gonna do it anymore. We have to really yeah. build the relationships um, and kind of mimic what we're doing in stores. Or, you know, yeah. when you d- say, do go to a service-based business location, like we're kind of trying to mimic all of that a little bit more. Um, so I'm excited that 2024 yeah. is gonna be the year
0: of that, the year of connection. Yeah. So good. So do you have room for clients? I know you're usually really full because you, yeah. you not many people leave you. I mean, once they have you, cause you're pretty cool, but. Well, actually this story, you'll enjoy this story. So I had
1: a client who she had to last week, it's been eight days. So last okay. week she said, I have to pause services. Like I have to talk to my husband about budget today is the eighth day. She texted me and she said, I need you back. I love <laughs> it. I'm like, if it's been eight days, that's you know i feel pretty good um but yes i do have room and now but now that i am getting to that i have a lot more clients um and the clients that i do work with it's pretty in-depth like i give them 24 access 24 7 access to texting me you can call me, i mean whatever. Um, i'm just a lot more picky. Um, but that's more because i want to make sure that the time i give you and the money that you're spending, it's all going to be, you know, worth it and that we're doing the best we can for the bang for your buck. Um yeah. but just always reach out cuz even if i can't, you know, work with you now, maybe we can work together later or if, you know, something that you're needing help with isn't in my zone of genius now, it might be later. So, yeah. that's one of the or i can, you know, point you in the right direction because that's the thing too is some people message me a lot of people message me actually asking for website help and I'm like oh talk to Morgan yeah she's your gal (laughs) yeah um yeah so I do have room but um we'll just chat about it and see if you know I can be the best help for you or if yeah that's the thing is being a good fit because I don't ever want people to just waste money either um if I don't feel like I'm the best person for the job or that you know anything like that I want to make sure that we're going to be the best fit and that it'll
0: work out good. But yes, I do. I do. Have okay. Phone. That sounds good. Yeah. And that's the thing about Emily and now Megan, who's handling where I, you know, send bookkeeping over to, yeah. and Steph is jumping on Morgan. Like these are people, they're not fly by night ladies. Like these are women yeah. who have a business and who will only take your help if they know they can help, which is my philosophy. Mm-hmm. Like I tell people, mm-hmm. it's not a good fit. I'm not going to just take your yeah. money. I'm not going to just sell you something. And the people that I recommend also have that philosophy, so that's that's so cool. Um, so where should people go to look for you or to connect with I, you? Yeah, I would say honestly, just social media is the best spot, whether that be
1: Facebook or Instagram. Um, Instagram was brandykin social Fargo, and then uh, Facebook is just brandykin social media. I mean, you can also fill out a form on my website, but I feel like again, with that Instagram and Facebook, you're really going to see the big connection of things that I talk about every day. Uh, my captions, my stories, whatever it may be. Yeah, get a
0: feel for you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then you'll, you might also realize, oh, that's not going to be a good fit for me. Um, Or you might think, oh, this is the type of personality I'm looking for. So um, I would say the social medias are going to be the best spot just because that's where I'm currently talking. Um, My website looks beautiful too, by the way, that was Morgan. Um, But I would say I'm most active on my social media. So
0: you can find me there. And we'll put that all in the show notes. Yeah. Um, And I will, I will add this note. You know, if you go and check out Emily and you're like, ah, it's not quite the right fit. Or if you're not ready when Mm -hmm. you're ready, when you're interviewing, I want you guys to think about these things when you're hiring social media, do not just hire someone that says I will post three times a day or three times a week for, you know, do four of these, four of those and five pictures. Like that's what you get out there. I always tell people when I recommend Emily to them. I always say the reason Emily's good is because she understands individual brand voice. So yeah. I have a d- very different brand voice than let's say Shannon mm-hmm. Wilburn or Shannon, um, my client, like all yeah. of us have different companies. We yes. have a different brand voice. We have a different look and you're able, like you would never know looking at Emily's work that the same person is sitting behind that. And that's important because yeah. a lot of social media VAs, you can, it's just like, cookie I never thought of that, but yeah, you're right. I know I'm right. Okay. <laughs> I tell you, well, not, like <laughs> Emily, like you don't know. She could give you yeah. guys, you know, ten of her clients, and you would have no idea she's the same person. That's, and that's what you want. You want it to look yeah. like Sierra is posting that. and she yeah. has that. And it sounds like them, and it looks like them, and it feels like them. So if you're interviewing, make sure you're looking at people's work and you're asking them those questions.
1: Yeah. Because and you can even
0: ask them, hey, so can important. I have
1: some links to your clients' profiles? I have a lot of people ask me for that, like a couple links in my um, current clients. And some of them I have to say, like, this isn't just all of me posting because, you know, sure. that might be a thing too. But again, that gives you a really good look on, okay, do they all look the same or do they all look pretty different? So yeah. never be afraid to ask... For all of those things too, um, I would say even whoever you're working with, don't be afraid to kind of ask the questions to make sure that you're going to be a good fit, especially if you're spending a lot of money. Which yeah. a lot of the times, service based businesses, you do have to shell out a little bit Investment. of money. So you, yeah, yeah, and you want to make sure that you're going to be a really good fit, um, work wise, but also personality wise. You know, you don't want to talk yeah. to somebody every day that you don't want to. So yeah. <laughs> that's yep. really important. So important.
0: So good. All right. Well, it was fun yeah. to interview you. Thank you for taking time yeah. to just hang out with us here on the podcast. And we'll put all Emily's info in the show notes. Again, she is going to be putting tips into our monthly newsletter. So if you guys want those, that newsletter is completely free. You can sign up for it on yeah. my website. It's brand new. We just launched it in January. So it's going to be something that everyone wants to get on just to stay on top of retail, wholesale, maker, any inventory tips, numbers, um, media tips. Yes. All the numbers, accounting information information, super easy to digest. So that's something you're all going to want to take part in. All right, Emily, I'm going to let you get back to the baby. Okay. And I'll talk to you again, I'm sure over Instagram text, and all the things. Yeah. All right. See ya. All right. Thanks everyone for tuning into this week's episode of the Inventory Genius Podcast. Hopefully this has been helpful and you've been able to grab a couple nuggets um, just to take and think about. So join us again next week. Um, invite a friend. If you haven't done this, please, will you review my podcast? Yeah. It really helps us get in front of more listeners. So if you'd be willing to review my podcast, um, I would love, you know, all the stars. But you review it in a way that makes sense for you. Um, I would just really appreciate that. That's, um, thank you so much for thinking of us, for tuning in. And I will see you all next week. Bye for now. Hey friend, thank you so much for tuning in today to the Inventory Genius Podcast. If there's something that you heard today on the podcast episode and you wanna dig deeper into becoming an inventory genius yourself, I wanna invite you to head on over to my website, sierra.stockland.com, where I have multiple ways that you and I can work together on your inventory. I wanna help you with your profit, your cash flow, and your paycheck, because at the end of the day, it's all related to your inventory. So head on over to the website, connect with me, I'll work with you soon. See you then. Hey there friend. So I've already invited you to grab your copy of the inventory genius book, but if you're ready to go a step further and dive in, if you want a quick start to becoming an inventory genius, then I want to also invite you to grab your seat and the quick start to inventory genius course. This really easy to digest course is going to include all the tools, spreadsheets and systems you need to implement the inventory genius method immediately in your business. We'll talk about creating an open to buy plan, we'll talk about creating a profit plan, we'll talk about creating a business budget, and then we cap it all off with a private one-on-one call, you and me. Yep, that's right. The Quick Start to Inventory Genius course includes a one-on-one coaching call with me. So you can go through the book, you can go through the Quick Start to Inventory Genius course, you can write down your questions, and then you and I can get on the phone and problem solve together. Head on over to Sierrastockland.com, grab your seat at the Quick Start to Inventory Genius course. See you there.